Welcome back, everyone. That's Pete. And that is Stacy. <laughs> so we're here with episode three of My So-Called Life. But before we get into that, I just had to say that several people reached out after listening to our coverage of episode two. Yeah. A few of them with some artwork or videos <laughs> <laughs> concerning Stefania. Stefania. <laughs> My partner. <laughs> your partner. I mean, from when I was like 13 or 14 or whatever it was. Right. Your kissing instructor. My kissing instructor. <laughs> My Lisa from Weird Science. Oh. <laughs> that artwork that they shared was really funny. It was hilarious. Yeah. Laura Ann sent us something. And then also Amy. I think it's Amy, although this is a unique spelling. It's really pretty. It's A-I-M-E-E, but the E has... Like an accent over it, oh. like over the last E. So I don't know if that's a different pronunciation. Amy. Amy A? Amy A. <laughs> we'll go with Amy. Thank you, Amy. And, <laughs> and Laura Ann. Those were fantastic. Yes. Amy sent us a, it was just a little gift from uh, South Park. South Park, yes. <laughs> with Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. They were cracking us up. So they were. So we appreciate that we love when we hear from people in general, but when people talk to us about specific things that we talk about in the podcast, especially when it's like random stuff that just makes us laugh that has nothing to do with anything, like that's the best part. It is absolutely. <laughs> All right, on to the episode. This one was called "Guns and Gossip." It came out on September eighth, nineteen ninety four. Yes. So, a quick summary: a gun goes off in school. And Ricky is involved mm -hmm. in some way, shape, or form. We don't know how yet. A rumor also starts to make the rounds at Liberty High that Angela slept with Jordan Catalano. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> we get introduced to a new character in this episode. It's Rand's mom. Her name is Amber, and she's played by Patty D'Arbonville. She's a great character. She is. On we go. Our favorite moments. Okay. My first favorite moment I really like how Rayanne is being protective of Angela because, you know, we've now seen the note that has been passed around the room that says Angela and Jordan Catalano complete sex in his car. <laughs> Can you believe her? <laughs> so obviously Rayanne knows Angela and Jordan didn't have sex mm -hmm. and she's very suspicious of Jordan. You know, so she approaches him and I like the fact that she's like... I mean, you're not talking it up like some low-life derelict cretin telling everyone you did her, are you? And Jordan just walks away. Right. She's like, just checking. <laughs> <laughs> but I just like the fact that she's just like, don't even perpetuate this rumor. Right. You know? That was such a thing in high school, too. Yes. And it was portrayed on TV shows and movies a lot that if a guy made up a story like that, that it would then give this girl a reputation, mm -hmm. whether good or bad. And, and this show, in the guy's eyes, they were now looking at Angela differently, saying hi to her. Noticing her. Noticing her. People are looking at me. That's good. They're looking at me. Oh, they're looking at you. Which sucks. 
that sucks that somebody wouldn't notice you unless they knew suddenly that you were that kind of girl. I never really experienced that piece. Like I, I never saw anybody get more or less attention based on that. I feel like we were just a little more grown up than that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recall that happening. It doesn't mean it didn't happen. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, for me, I got attention not because of what I did, but because of what I had. Right. As far as a large chest goes. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, and I hated it at the time. Right. You know, I didn't. Like, don't even look at me. Right. I mean, although I hated it more in middle school than when I got to high school and then the senior boys were talking to me. Ah. I was like, oh. <laughs> so I guess it did happen. <laughs> well, at your school, like I said, we were very mature at my school. But that, that didn't kind of thing mean would never that, that I put out, you know what I mean? It right. just meant that they liked that. And so they, but would they have paid attention to me if I didn't have big boobs? Probably not. I don't know. I don't know either. No telling. No telling. High school is weird. It is weird. All right. My first favorite moment, when we meet Rayanne's mom for the first time. Yes. And she is quite the character, right? She's being really demonstrative in the whole school meeting with the parents about the gun going off. And then she meets Patty out on the steps and absolutely blows Angela up about potentially dating Jordan Catalano, about potentially having sex with Jordan Catalano, all this stuff that she knows. And Patty has never even heard of Jordan Catalano. Never even heard of him. My next favorite moment is actually the same, um, ah. except I added a different part. So when Amber screams about Jordan, just randomly, like they're talking about other stuff and then suddenly she remembers Jordan and she's just like, <laughs> Patty's face during the whole interaction is just classic. It is. Amber is a lot. Yes. Like, but definitely like mother, like daughter, like you see where Rayanne gets it. But I also love how Amber like explains how Rayanne just wants to be Angela. Mm -hmm. And then she says this. No, don't you remember? There'd be like this one person who had like perfect hair or perfect breasts or they were just so funny and and you just wanted to eat them up just live live in their bed and just be them it's like everybody else was in black and white and that person was in color <laughs> rayanne thinks angela is in color major color major color <laughs> major color i love that <laughs> that's so good and i think it's fair to say that angela thinks rayanne is in major color yes absolutely you because know? when I think about their relationship, I think about it the other way around. Absolutely. But it's kind of a nice perspective because Amber hears what Rayanne has to say about Angela. Right. So she sees, you know, even though Rayanne puts out this. This air of this, confidence. Yeah, and, this facade. Yes. Like she actually is really attracted to the way Angela is. You right. Know? Like her a, home life. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like an opposites attract kind of thing. It is. All right, my second moment, the follow-up to this conversation, Angela grilling her mom about what she heard. <laughs> like that felt like a, a very genuine and real moment. I love how it ends where Angela just goes, I hate everyone. <laughs> just walks off. <laughs> That's such a teenage thing to say. It is. And feel. <laughs> <laughs> I like that because it starts with Patty grilling Angela and then it kind of flips. Okay, my third favorite moment is... Angela and Rayanne at school the next day after, you know, Patty has found out about Jordan and Rayanne is like, well, okay, do you want my mother to call your mother and tell her you didn't sleep together? And Angela just screams ah! and walks away. Yeah. <laughs> it's like too much. <laughs> All right. My next favorite moment, Patty trying to give Angela, you know, the talk. And of course, Patty doesn't think Angela is ready to do it. 
Mm -hmm. as they say, but she does want to be sure that she's safe, right? But Angela is absolutely mortified, like so uncomfortable. (laughs) Folding in on herself. Folding in on herself, quite literally. And I love that she tells her mom. Mom, I'm not having sex, all right? Really. I'm not even close to an embarrassing degree. Yeah. (laughs) Which is a relief to Patty. Yes, it is. (laughs) Okay, next up, this whole scene... With Angela and Jordan in the hallway. Like, Angela spots Jordan from a distance, putting eye drops in his eyes, <laughs> as per <laughs> huge. Uh, if he's not putting eye drops in, he's putting the breath drops. And she immediately, like, stops, pulls over, <laughs> goes and stares at a poster with instructions on the Heimlich maneuver. To Very try, useful. Yeah, to try to avoid him because of this note that's going around and the rumor and everything. And she's just like, ugh, you know. And he just walks right up to her. I love Jordan Catalano trying to make small talk. (laughs) (laughs) He's just like, that's good to know about uh, talking about the Heimlich maneuver. And then he tells her that his uncle choked on a chicken bone. And then Angela has this voiceover and she's like, that's when the change happened. Just like that. Somewhere in those few seconds, I knew my life would never be the same. I think it's because this is the first time that he's initiated a conversation with her. Right. Like this. He's telling her something personal. And she's just like, this is actually happening. You know, and he looks really cute when he's talking to her. He's like smiling and laughing and like they're having this this little moment. Right. He's being kind of sweet for a minute. And he's telling her that he didn't start the rumor about him, that he doesn't do that kind of thing. But then he takes it and turns it into something else. Listen, that is very, very spot on for a boy in high school (laughs) and after. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. But it's like for Angela, it's like the record scratch, Mm -hmm. right? It's like things are going along and then all of a sudden and there's this really kind of hot moment where he's like, I mean, people think we did it. I know. And that moment, it always got to me because just the way he looks at her and it's just a really kind of sexy moment. But then you find out, you know, that he's using the rumor as a way to get her to hook up with him. (laughs) You know, it's like, well, if people already think we did, we might as well do it. Right. And it causes her to kind of mentally shut down. And she focuses in on the collar of his shirt that was coming undone. And in her voiceover, she says, It's such a lie that you should do what's in your heart. If we all did what was in our hearts, the world would grind to a halt. When she snaps out of it, like, she just has to get away from him. Yeah. And he's, like, still behind her, like, you know, just think about it. No pressure. (laughs) And she goes in the bathroom and, like, splashes cold water on her face. You know, like, she's... It's impacted her, yes. Yeah. But I don't think in a good way. Like, I think she's disappointed. You think so? Yeah. Like, I don't think it's that... Because she doesn't look happy about it. Well, I, I think she's probably just not used to somebody putting it on her like that. True. And especially someone that, you know, because she even just said right before that, like she would give anything like she wanted him so much. Right. You know, but then it's like the reality is scary that it's actually like being propositioned to you and you're just like, what? (laughs) I can't. No, I can't do this. You know, but I think in a way it's like she is a romantic. You know what I mean? Like she's not someone that's just going to like make a plan to go have sex with Jordan when the only kisses that they've had were not good. No. And like, you know, like just like she said, you have to work up to that. Like she would like to have a romance with Jordan more so than have sex with him. Exactly. I mean, I think she'd like to have both, but you know what I mean? Relationship first. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, my final favorite moment is right after she splashes water on her face. Sharon walks into the bathroom. Angela kind of hides and we hear Sharon talking about the rumor, what happened. And at first you think she's the one that started the rumor. But then we find out that Krakow told her. Yes. So it's got to be Krakow. Yep. He's the source. Busted. Busted. Okay, my final favorite moment of the episode. It's kind of a sad moment, but it's when Angela finds Ricky hiding out in the car and it's raining. We find out what really happened with the gun, Mm -hmm. which is that, you know, and we haven't really talked about this yet, but Ricky was the one that was standing with the gun after it went off in the hallway, not in his hand. It was on the ground. We didn't see it happen, but Brian Krakow was in the bathroom and he had come out and he saw Ricky run away. Right. So. Well, Ricky and somebody else. It wasn't just Ricky. Right, right, right. Ricky's cousin. Yep. We didn't know it was Ricky's cousin at the time. And it's like this whole thing with like the principal pressuring Brian to tell him who did it. And he doesn't want to get Ricky in trouble. Right. And I like in the end how Krakow stands up to the principal there. Yes. Me He's too. like, if you or anybody else threatens me again. <laughs> <laughs> but so this is how we find out what actually happened. Ricky tells Angela that his cousin had brought the gun to school to sell it. And Ricky didn't want him to bring a gun to school. He was upset about it. They got in kind of a scuffle. The gun fell out of the box and went off. He said his cousin peed his pants and ran away. (laughs) Big stain. (laughs) But I like this because, you know, Ricky basically is saying he wants people to think he had it because people bully him. Right. His life is not easy, you know, and Angela being there for Ricky and Ricky tells her. You know, it's weird. I I always think of you as Rayanne's friend. I mean, like, you just think of me as as someone who's just, you know, around. And Angela's like, no, and she hugs him. And I think this is the moment that, you know, kind of cements their friendship outside of Rayanne. Right. uh, Which is nice. It is nice. It was a a good moment. moment. Yeah. Yeah. I just had to throw in, though, a couple of moments I did not like. Ricky being bullied was one of them. That was really hard to watch. It was. Also, <laughs> the moment when Jordan finds Angela again, like, I don't know, the next day or a couple of days later after he had propositioned her. <laughs> and I don't know if it's that he feels embarrassed that he made an attempt and she didn't seem into it or just he realized that she's not that type of girl. So he's not going to try or maybe he genuinely feels bad that people are still talking about her. When he knows she's not that way. Right. And maybe he just doesn't realize that he's destroying her by telling her that he has no real interest in her. Yeah, and they mean nothing to each other. They mean nothing to each other. Yeah. But it does destroy her in the moment. And I still, I remember that sinking feeling well. Not because of this in particular, but just certain times when a boy disappointed you. Yeah. Or disappointed me. (laughs) That feeling of just like, oh, this is actually not happening. or. He really is dating that girl or whatever. Or, yeah, they're really breaking up with me or they're really not interested in me. Yeah, it's When hard. you think maybe they were, it's just like, oh, punch yeah. to the gut. He's given every indication that he is into her, you know. I mean, listen, remembering what it was like to overanalyze the guy I liked when I was 15, if he made a point to come over and talk to me about his uncle choking on a chicken bone and then tell me, you know, we should have sex. <laughs> like, I think you're probably into me. Yeah. And, you know, you tried to kiss me in your car. Right. And things like Twice. that. Twice. Right. And he, another time he said hi and asked me, 
you know, how my weekend was or Mm -hmm. something like, I don't know. It's like those little moments are enough to make you believe that something is actually happening. Right. Any uh, particular fashion moments that spoke to you from this episode? Yes. We have Angela's purple corduroy overalls making their debut. Yes. Wearing them over a green shirt that had like gold designs on it. I love those overalls. Do you? Speaking of the big boobs, that's something that deterred me from ever wearing overalls as a teenager. Really? Yeah. I just didn't like how that looked. Gotcha. So I was jealous of how cute (laughs) she looked in hers. And I had some friends that could wear them in high school and I always thought they looked so cute. I never owned a pair of overalls. I don't know why. I always liked how they looked on people. I just never did. I would have definitely done the one strap. strap. Yeah. (laughs) A few Ryan moments, of course. She has a bracelet that looks like a phone cord. Mm. I love, you know, she has her like bleached strand of hair crimped in the front. I always love how she used that bleach strand for different accents and yes, different looks. Constantly. Yes. We also got uh, Catalano playing basketball in his jeans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too cool to put on some gym shorts. Yes, he was. But he seemed into the game. Yeah, he was playing. <laughs> I figure he like walked by and people were playing or something and wanted to just join in. I mean, it's gym class, though. So. Listen, are they going to stop him? He's Jordan Catalano. <laughs> I guess he kind of did do whatever he wanted. <laughs> We see Angela's denim vest again. This time it's over a burgundy Henley. (laughs) And then she's wearing plaid boxer shorts over tights with boots. Very 90s. Very 90s. And you know what? If someone were to do a show now based in the 90s, I would have thought that outfit was like a put on. It's just like nobody ever wore that. But they did. They did. Yeah, I never wore boxer shorts to school, but that was definitely a look that I remember people wearing. Mm -hmm. I feel like I gave my girlfriend a few pair of my boxers to wear. For that very reason? Yeah. (laughs) Another Catalano fashion moment, the peace sign shirt under the flannel. Mm. When we meet Amber, she's got her colorful vest on over this white button down. She's got black. They're either shorts or a skirt. I couldn't get a good look at them because it was at night. And then she's got a big old belt. Mm -hmm. It's great. I don't know this character's name, but there was a girl in the office. She was wearing like a backwards page boy flannel hat. Yes. Stuck out to me. <laughs> There's an outfit that Rayanne is wearing where she has on a striped shirt, an oversized plaid flannel shirt, and what looks like cords, but like tight fitting cords tucked into her Doc Martens. Mm. Another Rayanne outfit. She was wearing a knee length flowered rain jacket. Yes, it was, it was raining this entire episode. It was. Uh, this was over top of like these patchwork pants, you know, had designs all over them and different mm. sections. She had a bowler hat on and then, of course, topped it all off with a flannel shirt. Yes. Another outfit that Ram wore, she's wearing like this floral skirt over tights. She's got a black lacy bra top on under a plaid shirt. And then she's wearing a baseball hat with her hair in a braid. Mm -hmm. I just love how it was always just this hodgepodge of all these different kinds of styles. Yeah. And I can't imagine wearing any of that together, but she she somehow pulls it off and looks cool. It looked very cool. Also, Sharon, in that last scene you were talking about in the bathroom, she comes in, she's wearing this like burgundy floral maxi with buttons down the front. And I feel like I had that dress. Did you? Pretty sure. Sponsored by Gap. I feel like it was from the Gap. (laughs) I do. Because I'm pretty sure that the one that I was talking about from the previous episode, it's like this bluish purple dress that Angela had on Mm -hmm. that was similar to this, I think was also a Gap dress. I think I saw 
somebody on Instagram mentioned that they bought it from the Gap as well or something. Yeah. And then last but not least, you know, Ricky always brings it. He's got his black pants with his white socks and his dress shoes. But then he's got like a cardigan over a T-shirt. And he kind of reminds me, I guess he's giving a little um, a little MJ. But he also kind of reminds me of how Jordan Knight used to dress in the 80s and early 90s. Oh, yeah. That's a good call. <laughs> Having just watched a whole bunch of New Kids on the Block videos with you, I now see that. Yes, we have a fun episode coming up soon. I don't know if it will come out in October or November at this point, depending on what we have time for. Yeah. But we will be talking about New Kids on the Block. Yes, we will. We may have already done it. You'll be hearing it. (laughs) (laughs) And I may have made Pete sit down afterwards and watch watch a couple of my favorite concert performances and videos. Listen, I needed the context at that point. You did. I was like, (laughs) I have to show you what I was talking about. Yes. All right. So signs of the time. So the opening scene of the episode, they're in class. They're watching a video about JFK. And Angela is talking about how like her parents and anyone that was around when he was shot, they remember where they were and the exact moment. And she's kind of envious of those who have experienced something like that, something big enough to remember. And you just want to pat her head a little and say, like, trust me, you don't want that. Right. You, you don't want to remember where you were when something awful happened. Mm-hmm. But also I thought about the fact that Angela and I are very close to the same age. And I remember where I was when the Challenger exploded. Yeah, I feel like they dropped the ball a little bit in the script there because she would have remembered that. They weren't thinking. Mm -mm. I was in kindergarten. Right. So she would have remembered that. Yes. Do you remember where you were? Yeah, we were watching it in school, I believe. Yeah. Like I just remember sitting in my classroom. We didn't have desks in kindergarten. Everybody sat at different tables. Yeah. And I just remember watching it on the TV in the little roller cart. As as it exploded. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And being very confused. Yeah. I'm just like, uh, uh uh-oh. Yeah. I mean, I kind of knew I was a little older at that point than mm-hmm. you were, but yeah. still, it's just like, well, did that just explode? Yeah. And uh, then just all the coverage and everything after. Yeah. It was, it was very sad. Yes, it was. But also, you know, this this was obviously before big things like mass shootings that we all knew about, right. even though they did happen before then, but we just didn't really know about them. Yeah. And not, you know. Not to the With the same frequency. Of- yes. And of course, 9-11. And by the way, like we just right now today, September 24th, but on 9-11, it was, I don't want to say nice, but I shared a diary entry that one of our followers had shared with me from when they were 10 years old and they were writing in their diary about what happened on 9-11. And underneath that in the comments, hundreds of people shared their story of where they were. And anything else, you know, if they had lost people or all that sort of thing, both on Instagram and in our Facebook group. I just wanted to say thank you to everybody that shared their story with us. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was good to read through everything, you know, to get, you know, just some info on where people were at, what their memories were of that day. And like you said, some people were on there that lost people. So it was, you know, it was an interesting post. Yeah, it was, you know, it was tough, but it's also one of those things that kind of brings people together. And it was just nice to kind of have a place where people could talk about it. Right. You know, anyway. Anyway. All right. (laughs) Lightening the mood a little bit. The note about Angela made me think, you know, kids were still writing notes back then. Yeah. All the time. That's all we did. Do they just text now? Do you think? Yeah. We need to ask our nieces and nephews, like, does anybody write notes anymore or is it all just via text? 
because a lot of times my friends and I would write notes while we were in class, you know, and then pass them to each other in between classes or whatever. But, you know, I don't think you can have your phone with you in class. You certainly can't just sit there and and outwardly text a long, you know, maybe they don't even share extended thoughts with each other like we did in our notes. Maybe or maybe not. I don't know. Probably like I would think the ability to text after school makes it to where perhaps you don't need to as much. but but we could call each other after school. You could. You're right. So I guarantee you kids are texting during the day. Because we weren't supposed to be passing notes in class either. Yeah, but it's a little more noticeable having your phone out rather than writing on a piece of paper. Folding it up and then like passing it. I mean, that's. Well, but I mean, the way they did it in this episode, they're like outright just passing it to each other. We would like wait until we were in between classes to pass it. Yeah. We wouldn't. I mean, maybe occasionally we'd be like, hey, hand this to so-and-so. But that was way too insecure. Yeah, obviously, (laughs) anybody could see it. Although I'm actually surprised that it wasn't a case of the teacher snatching it up and reading it out loud. Yes. Which they do that on a lot of TV shows and movies. They do. That never happened uh, that I ever saw. No, me neither. So we were talking about this before on the last episode. Angela's Red Jansport makes its first appearance. Yes. With the suede bottom. I feel like at least... 90% of the people in my school had a version of that backpack. Yeah. Or like East Pack was another one that was popular at the time. Yeah, but nobody in my school had an East Pack (laughs) that I saw anyways. I don't think that was like a (laughs) bad brand. (laughs) Uh, Another thing I noticed, the spanking paddle on the principal's wall. Yes. But yeah, I mean, I remember the first time I went and saw my sister when we were both still in public school, I had to go from first grade over to her fourth grade class, I think. And I just remember there was this big spanking paddle on her teacher's wall Mm -hmm. and like he would threaten people with it, like kind of as like a joke. Right. But it was there. Yeah. Uh, And then in my private school, the the principal had it on his wall, too. And he actually used it a few times. Oh, yeah. Kids got paddled at my school. Yeah. One time I got threatened with it. Did you? The only time I ever got in trouble. I've told this story before about the stick on earrings. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And my teacher took me out in the hall and she just was holding the paddle. She wasn't going to paddle me, but she just wanted to scare me. Right. It worked. I feel like maybe I got told once that I was going to get that if I didn't take it easy. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I was rambunctious. Do they still have paddles at school? Probably not. They cannot, right? Like, no way. No way. No way. We'll have to ask your sister. Yeah, I highly doubt it. I would like to know what their levels of discipline are now. It's probably just like ISS or something. Yeah, it's got to be. Okay, bringing it down for a minute again, sorry. But just the fact that a gun went off in school and everyone went to it. Yeah. All the kids, teachers, everybody ran out in the hallway to see who did it or where it was or whatever. Like they didn't even assume that someone would shoot anyone. Right. They just immediately thought it like had to have been an accident. I hate that. I hate it. (laughs) I hate it too. But it's a sign of the times for sure. It is. It's a horrible sign of the times. Yes. A sign of the times indeed. All right. My last one. Krakow is in the computer lab. 
from the looks of it, working on some very old computers that had like, might have been like a CAD design program running, looked very familiar, or maybe some other kind of graphics program. And then you could hear like the dot matrix printers going off in the background, very yes. specific sound coming from those. But that looked very similar to the computer lab that I used at my high school. Yeah, too. that's fun. The next one I wrote was when Amber was talking to Patty and she was talking about Jordan. She said that Rayan showed her Jordan's picture in the yearbook. And it was just funny because, like, that's the only way you could show anyone a picture of someone from your school Mm -hmm. unless you had a a physical picture of them. And that's why getting a yearbook was just precious. Very precious. It was kind of like our social media at the time. (laughs) Yeah. And then you could take it home with you. And over the summer, I mean, I'm sure it was different for everyone. But, like, if I had a crush on someone and that was the only way I could see them. Mm -hmm. I would, you know, consistently go back through the yearbook everywhere that his picture was and and look at it. I remember going over to my buddy's house because he went to a bigger public school than me. Mm -hmm. I think this might have been before I went to public school, potentially. But we would go through his yearbook and I'd be like, oh, yeah, we'd get a big list together of who I'd date if I went to his school (laughs) because I was potentially going to go to that school. Oh, oh, that is great. That's really funny. Yeah. Well, and then even I told you how when I was on the phone with my middle school boyfriend and I went through the yearbook and listed every girl except for myself to see who he liked because he said he liked someone in our grade (laughs) and he said no to everyone. Did you really read like 50 names to him? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, what else are we going to talk about on the phone when we're 12 years old? (laughs) Okay, just a few other things. The fruit magnets on their yellow fridge, which we've seen before, but they just happened to stand out to me this episode. Also, the scene when Patty comes in to Angela's bedroom to give her the sex talk, Dreams by the Cranberries is playing. Mm. And Angela's just laying on her bed listening to music, which totally reminded me of being a teenager. You know, you just set your own ambiance in your space. Right. Except I had like Christmas lights and black lights and the the lights off you know but i would lots of times i would just sit in there and listen to music you know same here i mean i can remember well i guess in my my normal bedroom i didn't do a lot of that as far as like lights and all that but when i moved back in the second time i moved into the shed behind the house and that's when i had my black lights and I had the detergent on the wall with the designs and I had some posters and all that. So I kind of started down that route yeah. at that point. I didn't really do it before then, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I did eventually. Also, you know, I said before, it's raining this whole episode. It just feels so fallish and I love it. It does. Also, I had to point out Angela's room is only mildly decorated. Mm-hmm. Like she's got some posters, but they're not like wall to wall, floor to ceiling like my room was and like so many of the rooms that people have shared with me pictures of their rooms that are just i mean it's it's basically magazine cutouts as wallpaper yeah she does have a few stickers on her bed i noticed and some are like kind of peeled off a little which made me smile because you know how i put stickers yes on my bedroom furniture and my mom hated it (laughs) (laughs) and i put them all over my closet doors (laughs) also you know you had mentioned how she gave her the sex talk Mm -hmm. and i just needed to know, did your parents have that talk with you? Like, or did you ever talk to your parents about your love life or your sex life at all? Yeah. I'd tell my mom about it. You did. Mm-hmm. But, but did I never you... had a talk about how to. The birds and the bees. Right. Yeah. I didn't ever have that talk. My mom would just ask me, you know. She you just know. assumed you knew. I guess so. Right. A little <laughs> dangerous. Yeah. But yeah, um, I was pretty open and honest about it in general. Okay. 
about you. Yeah, no, I think I mentioned this yeah. uh, when we were talking about Howard the Duck. Right. And I saw what Howard had in his wallet and I asked my sister what it was. And the next day when my parents got back in town, I got these books. They were red. They told me all about our bodies. And <laughs> do you still have those books? No. And my mom probably got rid of them ah. recently. I wish my mom went through this thing where she like was going through and getting rid of everything at her in her house just before we started this podcast. Yeah, like right before. If I had known, there are so many things I would not have let her get rid of. Mm -hmm. I still kept a lot, obviously. Thank goodness she didn't know about all the stuff in the attic at that point. I know. <laughs> But anyway, so yeah, I got books. I mean, they also told me about like my period and all that kind of stuff. Like I, I never really had a conversation that yeah. I remember. And I feel like I would remember. And yeah, like they never asked me, you know, and I, I think they just assumed I was a good girl. Yeah. And <laughs> I didn't even really talk to them about guys that I liked or anything. Like even if they like came over to my house and stuff, they weren't like, is that your boyfriend mm -hmm. or, you know. I don't know. My mom, uh, well, my mom and family in general were not huge fans of like my first real girlfriend. Yeah. So there would be a lot of talks about that and some advice, even when as far as my grandmother telling me that, oh, Petey, there's plenty of fish in the sea, <laughs> which she was right, you know. Um, and then you turned around and gave that same speech to our nephew. I did. And it worked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I was you now I was informed of the birds and the bees through various media. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it started with like a I think it was like a book from like the 60s or something like that, that I just found in my parents bookcase somehow. Like there was, you know, probably 100 books in there. I don't know how I came across it, but it had some info. I feel like that was one of the first times I ever read anything about it, but it was very like formal. Mm -hmm. So I was like, what is this talking about? And then I found out what it was talking about a little later on. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. There that's we go. Episode three. We did it. So next up, we will have episode four, which is father figures. <laughs> it's not high up on our list of favorite episodes. Right. But there are still some good moments. There are. So like we said, we're covering all of them. We're all taking them. them all on. Again, thanks for all the great feedback. And if you'd like to connect with us, you can find us on Instagram at we don't want to grow up pod. You can email us at we don't want to grow up pod at gmail.com. You can also find us on TikTok at we don't want to grow up. We've got our Facebook group, the Cozy Club, fans of we don't want to grow up. And if you would like to help support the podcast or just have access to 40 plus bonus episodes, you can come over to our Patreon. We're at patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. You can donate $4 or more per month and that helps support the podcast and what we've got going on. And it also makes us happy. That's right. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye. Dance by the light of the moon.